0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Hey guys, Ralph Marlborough here. We need your support to keep Saints Happy Hour going this offseason. Please support the show by becoming a patron so we can continue to cover the Saints in the ridiculous fashion you've come to expect. If you support the show, you get access to the podcast ad-free no ads ever plus you get our world famous booze bundle four swag items amazing and you get access to our private discord channel where you can talk saints 24-7 so please support Saints Happy Hour so we can keep this amazing community growing support the show at saintshappyhour.com today this is Sean Payton head coach of the New Orleans Saints what's with this Saints Happy Cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's
0: it's painful.
2: All
1: right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour podcast. It's Wednesday night, so that means we are doing the Locker Room app live chat. If you're not joining us live, download the app, put it on your phone, follow Saints Happy Hour, join us next week. We interact with people. They ask us questions. We give away prizes if they make us laugh. It's great fun. We've, we're building a little audience. Andrew, remember, like, the first time we did it, it was me and you. Tonight we got six, seven, eight people joining. It'll be fun. And we'll do we'll do it next week, too, right before the, the day before the draft. So that'll be fun. But me and Andrew, we're always kicking around ideas. And we're trying to figure out, like, what do people want for the draft? Analyzing really. people players we don't like and this and that. And the one thing that that Andrew said, Andrew, you texted me. You're like, "Screw all this negative crap. I'm tired of people saying the draft is nothing but luck, and the Saints can't do 2017 draft again." You said they can, gar- they can, goddamn, do that draft again. They can, they can have a great draft. What's stopping them? Uh, and they can be a championship team. They can nail this draft. They have a, they have four picks in the top 105. So we said, hey. When we get in locker room tonight, let's do a realistic scenario where the Saints have a great draft. So before we start that mock, Andrew, in your mind, what would constitute just a fantastic draft where after Thursday, Friday, and the first couple rounds, you'd be like, this draft is awesome. This is the draft that dreams are made of.
3: Andrew, um, I, I muted myself and then I couldn't figure out how to get back in the room. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what happened to my headphones. My kids took it or something, and so I don't know. I was kind of left scrambling. Uh, but I I don't know how they're going to do it, Ralph. I just know that they're from what I've been told. Like, there's just a lot of excitement in the building. There's a lot of confidence. And here here's what here's what I think about the Saints you know it's been all about Sean Payton and Drew Brees that's right to to an extent Mickey Loomis but it's really been since 2006 it's been a two-headed monster of of Payton and Brees and i would argue that over the last 3 years as much success as we've seen from that team Brees and Payton have kind of underperformed uh and, and what i mean by that is you know with, with Brees it's obvious You look at his age, his decline physically, he's been injured, and, you know, I I think Breeze has played great for a 40-year-old quarterback. I mean, you look at his quarterback rating, his efficiency, I mean, he he was able to compete and and manage himself as best he could, but I would just say that he was on a clear decline where, like, he wasn't necessarily living up to his legend. And in Sean Payton's case, while I I think he did a tremendous job on the whole, you look at how Mike Zimmer kind of out-coached him in a couple of playoff games. Even the playoff games that the Saints have won the last couple years. The Eagles game didn't feel that great. The Chicago yeah. game didn't feel that great. Yeah. So like, I, I just I don't think the Saints have killed it in the playoffs. Now, some of it's been circumstantial. You know, the Rams game obviously was horrible. But I, I don't know that when I look at Breeze and Peyton and how great they've been over the course of their history, I don't know that I would say those are the ones – that really carried the franchise these past few years. What has carried the franchise, in my opinion, has been the process. They complete, yeah. They got Jeff Ireland in the building. They completely revamped their scouting department. And their process is what made them 13-3, and three. way more than Sean Payton's play calling. Now, look, Sean Payton's a big part of that, obviously. But his play calling – Drew Brees' performance on the field, I I think that's been less responsible for these 13-3 and seasons than the process. And so as we move into an era without Drew Brees, I think that's what's got to make you excited. They know this process. They've nailed it several years in a row. And I just think
1: everything is there for them to nail it again. Yeah. So we got a request to speak. So, Phillip, uh, tell us what will constitute – a great draft in your mind for the saints in 2021
3: well uh well guys um long listener first time first time caller from illinois <laughs> so um and honestly i i was calling i had an entry for your uh draft rumor that would cause someone to fall um i want jc horn in the building just like his dad and i think jc was uh, learned a little too much from his dad and he uh I'm hearing that he knocked up the uh left tackles girlfriend at uh <laughs> oh,
1: no, at Carolina. I thought you were gonna say he committed i thought you were gonna say he committed uh medicare fraud like Joe, Joe horn where he was getting the the illegal payments from the uh player concussion fund no no <laughs> i
3: think i think he uh you know the whole willie Rofe Joe horn
1: oh my god
3: fiasco go, um you know i think. I think at the combine there were people talking about
4: JC and that left tackle there <laughs> at South Carolina, you know, and his girl, you know.
1: No, I, I like.
4: Know.
1: I like the thought, Philip, but they didn't have a combine this year, so we got it. We got to <laughs> workshop it. We got to workshop.
3: It. We got to workshop it. Dang it!
1: Well, love the show, guys. Keep it up. <laughs> thank, thank uh, it's so yes. good, though. It's so funny. <laughs> it is. It's so good. Um, here's the thing that i want to say about sean payton and Jameis winston and and sean payton was at the golf tournament this week in new orleans and he was playing the celebrity round but i'm really excited about this year because sean payton and winston both have something to prove and here's what i mean by that Jameis winston this is it for him andrew if he doesn't if he doesn't succeed with sean payton that'll mean he failed and Two Super Bowl winning coaches ran him off. All right, and he will be up. He will turn into the black Ryan Fitzpatrick, where teams will like sign him, but he'll never be the guy. He'll just be the bridge to the guy when they find him. Right. So, and James. Yeah, you know you, I mean,
3: like, t- typical Ralph. I think you're 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 going to the extreme, but but I, I think
0: there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
3: What you're getting at is mostly accurate. And, and what I mean by that is, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a guy that's bouncing around the league and getting starting jobs. Like, I, I think he's going to be Washington's starting quarterback this year. So he somehow he is given the keys of the car again.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
3: So I I will say, I do think there is a couple variables. I mean, I I think there's a scenario where Jameis plays so well that the saints don't resign him because they're like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to pay you that much money. And someone else does. And he, he, he kind of revitalizes himself and he goes elsewhere. I think there's, There's a couple scenarios where he plays pretty good and the Saints keep him or he plays pretty good and the Saints move on, but he still gets opportunities. And then I I think the scenario that you're really painting is he fails. And I think if he fails in New Orleans, I think you're right. If, If 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 the Tampa if Tampa, you know, after his 30 interception season, Tampa wins a Super Bowl and on the heels of that, Sean Payton can't fix him. If he has an awful season, I agree with you. I think it's it's over for Jameis. And by well, over, I mean he'll still land on his feet somewhere. He'll still be a backup. Like, he'll he'll bounce around the league. But I, I think at that point, the door will be shut. Uh, the impression of him around the league, like, that that will seal his fate. And he's nothing more than a talented guy that just can't put it all together. And well, I think I just- that'll, that'll be the book on him forever if, if he – if he's really bad this year.
1: I just feel like teams, I mean, he'll get, if he goes to the Saints, let's see the Saints go like nine and eight or eight and nine. And Jameis has 26 touchdowns, 20 interceptions, and he fumbles eight times. And the Saints are like, man, that's still pretty Jameis-y. We're moving on. Other teams are going to be like, like, Peyton didn't want you, so I, but I think that kind of performance, he'd get another start. Like he'd be like, well, that, yeah, so
2: But uh, but uh, the
3: sure. the picture you're painting there, Ralph, is that he he played bad in this, and the team was able to win some games, not notwithstanding. That's yeah. the picture you're painting there. You know, there's another scenario where they're nine and eight, and he plays really well, and the team around him sucks.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, but the other the other point I was going to make is. I feel like Jameis knows this is his last shot. And I think Sean Payton is really excited because here's the thing, Andrew. If Sean Payton gets Jameis to start reaching his potential and the Saints go like 11 and 5 and 12 and 4, and Jameis, I, I don't think there's any scenario where he could win the MVP because I just think his off the field baggage. I just think the media will not allow him to win. But let's say the Saints went 12 and 4 and Jameis is like a top five quarterback. That puts Sean Payton on a trajectory to Canton because then you have he had Drew Brees and he has he turned around Jameis and maybe Jameis the Saints keep him and the Saints have another decade of great quarterback play and I think that that is I think that opportunity or challenge whatever you want to call it for Sean Payton, I think it's energized him with like it's a whole new sort of world with the Saints and I'm ex- I'm excited that they have this sort of combination I'm excited to see what it brings but that brings us back to this draft. Well, I, They have a lot, have I a lot of quick, Ralph, I want to say real quick,
3: Ralph, I think Sean Payton probably eventually gets in Kenton with his resume as it stands right now. Mm-hmm. You've been doing a great job, by the way, of doing the arithmetic on the 17 game seasons, and you, you've reverted back to 12 and 4, 11 and 5. Yeah, so I, I did. I, I just want to say you've been doing a great job for a while now. I know. Kinda, I'm off the wagon. You're off the wagon, yeah.
1: I'm off the wagon. It's hard. It is, it is hard. I was doing it, I was committed, and then you just sort of, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like, it's like working out over the holidays, you just, you just lose focus, <laughs> uh, right, all right, so we got, Matt is gonna, is a, is, a, is a patron, and by the way, you should be a patron, we have fun in the Discord, but Matt is a patron, he is a draft, he's almost as hardcore as Andrew, so Matt wants to say a thing, before we kick off this draft that we're gonna try to make it as perfect as we can, be, Matt you know the draft. So what do you like, What like when I'm in the discord Saturday night after Thursday and Friday, what do this, and you don't have to give me specific players necessarily, but what do you want that you'll be like, this draft is the bomb and you will be super excited Saturday night when me and you are drunk in the discord channel at like 11 o'clock at night. And it's just me and you in there.
2: Yeah. Um, uh... I think primarily it has to go similar to 2017 where you just get lucky and you, and certain players just fall to you. Like praying that Caleb Farley does become the ram check of the group and he falls to us at 28, hoping that, you know, some guys were like borderline first round talent, you know, they could have gone the first round just miraculously falls to us at 60. It's just, just these little things that just, you want to go right and just go perfectly. Like, I looked at one of the latest mock drafts from TDN from, from a guy named Ben Solak. He had perhaps probably one of your favorites, uh, Ralph, where we take Greg Newsom at 28th and somehow in some way Gregory Rousseau, edge rusher from Miami, falls to us at 60. I think I think oh, if that my- were to Ralph, You would be dancing on Mars, well, is a, I get I get Russo in the other
1: edge? Is Russo the guy that that just opted out, or is he the guy that had concussions and retired? And no, that's uh, I mean, Jalen
2: Phillips was the guy with, who got opted out with concussions. Russo, uh, I think he opted out in twenty twenty for a different reason, but he he doesn't have like any durability issues or concerns. All right, that, yeah. Andrew, talk about it, and then we'll get to it. That would that would be
1: fine by me. Like, yeah, corner, I mean,
3: pass rush is such a There's no way he's falling to 60. There's just so many teams that it's funny. I, I was listening to Amina Kimes' podcast where she did every NFL team. And I mean, not not surprisingly, every single team, it's like they need a cornerback, they need edge, they need offensive line. It's like every team you hear <laughs> them, her talk it's about cool. it. And it's like, and, and it's like, okay, corner. We need a corner, but that doesn't freak me out as much because this draft is really deep at corners. And like you'll even at sixty, if you wait till sixty, like I think you can get a pretty good one. Um, yeah. But then then you start hearing offensive line. Well, th- this is actually a really deep draft for the offensive line too. And the Saints are maybe less needy there. Um, but then you know you just hear about first of all defensive interior de- defense and edge. This is a weak draft for both of those. And we we just lost three guys on the defensive line. Our rotation is very thin right now, and so that whole deal makes me nervous. Because R- Russo, I mean, I'm i promise you, he's not going to be. No,
2: nah, I think Phelps might be falling to sixty rather than uh, Russo, just because teams are going to look at that three concussions ago. I might not want to spend a first round pick on him, but if but he's there at second, I'll roll the dice. And, oh, and she- like. At, at 60 I'd be like, "Give me the dice yeah. well I,
3: I just think he'll go before 60. i I think yeah. as soon as the second day starts you know because remember the second day starts at 33. I mean you're talking about 27 picks later, so mm-hmm. I, I, I just think by the time you're at 40, if you need pass if you need edge and somehow you didn't address it in the first round, like he, he's if he lasts in between the 40s and 50s he, there's no way he's going to make it to 60..
2: Yeah. I just I just feel like they're going to go after guys like uh what's his name? I think uh the guy from Penn State that blew up the uh Pro Day. Oh, Jason. Yeah.
3: The yeah, he with uh, no sacks in, yeah. in his uh, uh he, l- last season at yeah. Penn State.
2: Yeah. They might go Yeah, they might have to also go after Joe Tryon or or probably Ugh. you know or something like that, but I I feel like when there's a player with durability issues, they'll go with a guy that has similar talent, but without that injury concern. And then, once you know the town pool starts dropping, and the best ones, you know, one of the premier guys, and but he has a little durability concern, they'll roll that dice. Yeah, the 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 O.E. guy, he has he has a very 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 strong uh,
1: Mike Mamula.
2: Yeah, he reminds me of May. Of Owe Melifong where everyone fell in love with this guy because he had a fantastic combine, but for God he didn't give two craps about playing football. It's why he's out of the league already. <laughs> and I, I don't know if it, Owe is probably gonna be the same guy, you know, he doesn't care about football, but he you do not want to fall out fall in love with a workout warrior. It's- I mean I mean it's one thing if they like underachieve.
1: Mm -hmm. But, like, if you're a workout warrior and you have no sacks, I haven't watched a second of that dude's tape. That is a giant flashing red light, Andrew. Like,
3: Well, Sean Payton says it all the time. He wants guys that love football. He wants smart players that love football. Those are traits that are, you know, non-negotiables for Sean Payton. And, I I mean, look, if you're going to be a professional in the league, you got to love it. Like, the million dollars are nice and all. The, the pay is nice, but to be successful and good, you have to... I mean, look at Kamara, Rookie of the Year. We talk about yeah. how much his body composition changed. Like, you have to be reinventing yourself constantly. You have to have this obsession with getting better, watching tape, uh, working out, eating right, sleeping right, uh, just, just constantly obsessing about it. And if you're not one of those guys, then... You're gonna flame out
1: pretty quick.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. So let, so let, so Matt. Thanks for the, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the help with, with the draft picks. Hi, this is Ralph Marlborough from the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. It's that time of year again. All eyes are on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, BetOnline has it all. Every sport. Every game, every matchup. BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates and is the place for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head over to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with BetOnline. We are on the Locker Room app every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock talking Saints, talking NFL, talking draft. It's amazing. You can interact with us, goof it to us. You can make fun of me, mispronounce names. You can ask serious draft questions about Andrew. We're having a blast talking Saints live. All you have to do is go download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link to your Twitter, and then join the NFL group. Follow me at Saints Happy Hour to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live every Wednesday at around 9 o'clock to talk Saints, to talk draft, and basically to make fun of me mispronouncing names. So do it. Download the Locker Room app today and then join us live every Wednesday at 9 o'clock. We're starting this draft. And before I hit start on the PFF Mock Simulator, what is our goal? Because we're trying to create the great a great draft for the saints realistically you know we're not going to trade up for trevor lawrence and give him a fifth and a sixth but i feel like if we get to pick 15 and there is still a top corner there or uh the linebacker from notre dame we have got to move and i i uh I I always butcher his name. What is it? Uh, Karamoa. Yeah. Oh, you're getting closer,
3: man. <laughs> you're getting. Oh, yeah, it's Jeremiah Wosu Karamoa. Getting closer.
1: Karamoa. So yeah. So I so I, I ran the draft, and here's the thing. I stopped it at pick 18 with Miami because Miami is always willing to deal. They've been they've they've been said the Saints have done a deal with them for Eric McCoy, right? They and Miami they traded. Down from three to twelve, then back up from twelve to six, and they're thinking maybe they they said that they have offers for three. They may trade down again, so I stopped it at eighteen. And here and here's the reason why: Karamoa is there, uh, and Newsom is there still at eighteen. If we're if we're the Saints and we are trying to create a great draft for them, and you can get up to. That range, by giving a third and a fourth or a third this year and a third next year, do you want to move up to get the corner or the Notre Dame linebacker, or do you want to wait at 28? What's the best – what in your mind helps you create the the, 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 the dream draft for the Saints in
3: 2020? Yeah, so I want to back up for a sec. And I want to – you mentioned, like, what's the what's the dream draft for the Saints? You know, and, and I'm going to bring it home to this 18th pick in a second. But I would really love to have – and if it costs me my first next year, I would consider it, although I'd be nervous because you, you don't give up a first unless you're pretty certain you're going to have a really good team, right? And you don't give up your first next year. Unless you think that first is going to be twenty five or lower, right yeah, so if we're not certain we're going to be twenty fifth picking twenty fifth or lower, then I question whether we should be trading our first, but we know we've got a bunch of thirds next year, so i i am I think we go into this draft, Ralph, like we're trading the twenty twenty two second like that's we're that we're using that as a piece, <laughs> and ideally, I'd love to pick. If, if you can package that second and, and you know, we, the saints have two thirds, if we can somehow get three picks in the top 60 mm-hmm. by packaging the thirds that they have and packaging the, the second round pick next year, 2022, if the saints can pick three times in the top 60, the positions I really want to address are first and foremost, you got to get a corner period. End of story. Ideally a starter. And that's why I want to trade here mm-hmm. at 18 and go up and get Greg Newsom. I know Uosu Cormo's there, but to me, like, and, and trust me, I'm not on the Chase Hansen hype train. Like, I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. one of those delusional. Uh, Chase Hansen might work out. Like, that's great if he does, but I'm not counting on that. So well, here's, here's, we need a linebacker, but
1: starting corner to me is here's most critical. Here's the thing. We I traded I traded uh I traded um the uh twenty eighth? I twenty I traded twenty eight and the twenty twenty two second round pick and it got me to eighteen. Wow. They, they accepted it. Here's the thing though, Andrew. You want your dream draft, it just got a lot harder because JC Horn, Caramoa, and Greg Newsom, they're all there. What you doing at eighteen?
3: Oh, so this one's tough because I feel like J.C. Horn, I mean, you know this, Ralph. He tested off the charts. To me, his ceiling is higher than Greg Newsom. Greg Newsom is just a solid pick. He's just – I just know he's going to be a solid player, you know. And it's like, do you want – and J.C. Horn, to me, is a guy that's like, you could be getting another Lattimore or you could be getting uh, Patrick Robinson. With Greg Newsom, you're getting Jabari Greer.
1: That's what I was just gonna say. Like, you, G- G- Greg Newsom, you're you're getting Jabari Greer. You're getting a yeah. You're getting. A, you're getting a I B- mean,
3: I, I'm not making comps here. Like, uh, Newsom's obviously a different player, and he's taller than Jabari. I, I'm I'm just talking like career arc performance on the field.
1: Yeah. Like Greg, like Jabari Greer. He he got a he he was a low he wasn't a high pick and he got a big second contract from the Saints but and like if you if I said to you the Saints could get a Jabari Greer out of this draft normally you'd be like hell yes give me Jabari Greer and slide him next to Lattimore thank you very much we're done the thing about JC Horn that and it annoys me with these drafts these the PFF guys a lot of some of them hate JC Horn and the reason they hate him is they're like. He can only play man. He's too handsy. He can't play off coverage. But my thing is like, can't you teach him that? Can't like like that doesn't seem like it's it's it, it isn't like he's too small. His arms are too short. He can't run. Like that's just he doesn't know how to do something. So get Rashard Rich, and teach his ass to play off coverage. Like, can he learn it? Is he dumb? Like, I, I don't think that's a reason. Well, I mean, not only that,
3: but the Saints the Saints primarily run man press, so.
1: Yeah. So so I I think we gotta take Horn here, right? Like we gotta
3: Oh, but I love Newsom. I'm such a Newsom stan. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Put it to a vote. What put it... are the is anyone uh I don't know, what do put, you guys put... prefer between Horn and Newsom? Put you yeah. See can... if anyone wants to speak up. I know yeah, Matt, anyone...
2: Matt Matt
3: Matt prefers Newsome. Is there anyone else that would prefer Newsom? Is there anyone is
1: there, I say I want Horn. I'm a, I'm a Horn stan because I just – I want Joe Horn crying at his son. All right,
3: kid. Chris says he wants Horn. All right, let, let's go Horn, you know, for, for, you know, the the Joe Horn connection and all that.
1: So Moa just went. Uh, but he, here's the thing as we – So wait, you made, took J.C. Horn, right? I took J.C. Horn. So, so here's, he, here's the thing. I paused it with, with the, you know, um, you know, you've still got, you still got Rondell Moore, you got Moore, the receiver from, uh, from uh, Minnesota, you know, you, you got, um, you still Moore, got there. Moore Moore did not go to Minnesota. Who, who am I thinking of? You,
3: the, you're thinking of Bateman. Bateman, Rashad Bateman, Bateman, Bateman
1: is still there. Tony is still there.
3: What the pick? Are, what pick are we at?
1: We're well. I paused it. We're at pick thirty-three. We're at the. I'm just saying, like, if we want to move, if we want to move up again, who do we want to target with that next pick? Because we got right. We got the line. We got. We got our corner. Um. So Dave, we got. We got somebody. David, you want to talk? So, so what do you want to do with pick sixty? Do you feel like maybe we need to move up from sixty to have the dream draft to get? another player, and if they did that, who would it be? No, that, that wasn't what I was asking about. I was asking
4: when you're making your decision on what to do at 18, I think it depends on what the Falcons did at
1: four. Oh, that was a good question. Uh, the Falcons at four, they did Devonta Smith. Okay,
4: so so basically what we're learning is that your simulator kind of got bugged on 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 this draft, <laughs> right? 'Cause basically they're gonna do one of three things, two of which make a lot of sense and one of which makes a little sense. Like the Falcons are either gonna be getting their like, you know, quarterback of the future, or they're gonna be getting like an offensive lineman to protect their current quarterback, or they're going for like the biggest weapon that they're able to find, which could be like Chase, which could be Smith, which could be Pitts. And the only thing I was saying, the reason I was raising the point is if Pitts is is selected into your division, you have to have a linebacker at the priority who's able to cover him. I agree, because otherwise you're going to have to put secondary players trying to cover him, and that's going to break up your whole secondary scheme, mm-hmm. and your defense is going to break down.
3: I so, think that's a that's a great point.
4: So yeah. if that if that happens, that to me puts a lot more pressure on your GM to say okay, if we have one of these big, talented linebackers who can cover, because that's what you need. They have to have size. They have to have speed, right? And they have to have some coverage skills. Yeah. So, so, so uh, Parsons clearly has that. Zavin clearly has that. Um, JOK, and that's how you pronounce it, by the way. It's pronounced JOK. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he clearly has it. Right, so I mean that would be something. And the other person who's been covering him with any kind of like reliability is also J.C. Horn.
1: Do we need to go like a Bolton here, because, or or a line like what linebacker? Because like you said, the Notre Dame linebacker is gone. Yeah. But well, they didn't, they didn't take they didn't...
3: they didn't take pits here. The Falcons took a receiver. In, in real right. life, I would be very surprised to see the Falcon just. You know, look, they spent a first on Julio. They spent a first on Ridley. And they're set there. It, it, it would be weird to see them. And, and I really think they're going to take a quarterback. I, they I, should. Really think, I think they're going to take Justin Fields. I, mm-hmm. I, that, now, it could be Trey Lance. Fields, um, Lance. Yeah. Jones. Uh, now, if they don't Wilson, take a quarterback, a different... I think they're going to trade down. Mm-hmm. And if they don't get the trade offer they want, then and they don't take a quarterback, then, like, Option three is Kyle Pitts. Like I I think it's in that order. So receiver to me would be after Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Um, So so I I would be I would be stunned. But yes, if they take Pitts, then I think there's a little bit more pressure to get a cover
4: linebacker. Yeah. My my personal theory is that I think it's gonna be hard for a lot of top ten GMs to be able to end up pulling the trigger on Pitts. I think most GMs that are picking the top ten have much bigger other needs or they have a much bigger opportunity to be able to get a quarterback and a quarterback heavy elite tier one quarterback draft where they can start to secure their succession schemes and like you know what their future could look like and I I I just think like that's what's likely to happen so I'm but on on the flip side every team wants a player like Pitts and if Pitts ends up in your division you just have to have a plan for that because you know the game's changing a little bit when when you're playing him twice a year for the next decade, right? So I, I just think the GMs just need to, like, you know, think about that if he's put into your division. That said, well, I think
1: J.C. Horn was a, a terrific pick. Uh, I and, and thanks, thanks, David for for chiming in. To me, Andrew, I, I would love a wide receiver. At, yeah, at,
3: at, at, I'm uh, I'm shocked Rashad Bateman is still out there, and I, I know. Matt just said he likes Tony. Tony's probably more electric. You know, he's, he's just a uh, he, he's just a speed demon kind of explosive player. Think like Curtis Samuel, who was with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of that that makeup. I I I just like Bateman. I I and the reason I like Bateman is that you know, he's six two. He's a little bit bigger. He's a productive productive player in college, and he was a beast at Minnesota. And I I just think Bateman as an outside receiver paired with an arm like Jameis Winston could do serious damage in the like he, He's the kind of like – I just look back at Jameis and what he was able to do with a body like Brayshad Perriman and mm-hmm. what he was able statistically to rack up with Perriman. And I just think Bateman yeah. would be a guy that put him at number two next to Michael Thomas and he would tear it up
1: yeah so here's the question though, how high do you think we need to go once I push this button Well, I'm,
3: I'm shocked that he's still there at 33, so uh, let let's so is is Marshall gone? Did Marshall go before Bateman?: He did. Marshall Wow
2: Mar-
1: Marshall went to the Patriots at 15. Whoa, which is kind of which is kind of nuts. Kadaris Tony went like it uh, you know Asante Samuel went 31. So he's still there. But well, well, what are what are the receivers left? It's weird. It's 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 it's, it's Bateman.
3: Uh huh.
1: And then it's it's you have Bateman Moore.
3: I don't like Rondell Moore. He's like five times. Rondell nine. Moore. Tiny. Yeah.
1: You've got um. That's that's about it. Oh, you got Elijah Moore. You got Dimey Brown
3: is, is um, you I thought you said Kadarius Tony was in the mix too
1: no Kadarius Tony went to Green Bay
3: oh see so he's gone
1: so so that's the thing like those three guys and then it falls off a cliff and you got J- Josh Palmer's the next the, the best the, the next available so like those three
3: dudes so like I don't know yeah my thing my thing is I want to try to keep that 60 and I think it's gonna be tough to do that and get Bateman you're gonna have to give up 60 and package it with a third probably right?
1: Yeah, you probably have to give up 60 and one of the you're going to have to 60 and 98. So you're you know, then you're only going to get you're probably only going to get two players in the top 60. Your outdoor experiences could be better. Clearly Canon's sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. Using Japanese optics, Canon's lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger than other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Canon's sunglasses elevate your experiences outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code CANON Cast 15 at canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K A E N O N C A S T 15. Canon clearly better. Hi, this is Ralph Marlborough from the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. It's that time of year again. All eyes are on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, Bet Online has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing bet online has it all every sport every game every matchup bet online has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates and is the place for all your sports betting needs bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time head over to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with bet online Here's the thing. Here's the thing that would be would be interesting. Let's look and see. I want to make the case for something that that to make this draft go is. You know, we think running back, running back, running back. But what? If, I mean, wide receiver. What if you go running back? What if you go running back here? You still got no. Travis ATM. You still got Michael Carter. Like, you, you know, you
0: what's know, the
3: point? What's the point in giving Kamara all this money if? Like there's too many needs on this roster. No way.
1: Yeah, I just I would l- I I would... want to
3: go get Bateman. Now, look, it, <laughs> I, I almost feel like if you get Bateman and Naji Harris has got to be gone by now, right? It, it, yeah. it, it, if yeah. you can get Bateman and Noose News- and Noose, News- oh sorry, we drafted J.C. Horn. If you can get Horn and Bateman out of this draft, like to me, it's a big success. All right, so because everything look- else you draft is going to be a crapshoot anyway.
1: So, to get to 60 to 33, like, that's going to cost you –
3: we already burned next year's two. Let's let's roll the dice here. Let's let it go to 36 and then pause it it again.
1: All right. So, he's he's still there. At 36. He's still there when it's Miami. Man, the Saints can do business with Miami. All right. Offer them 60 and 98
3: and see what they say. They said no. What about 6098
1: and the seventh? Uh no again. What a, do we want to give the four? do we want to give them one thirty-three? Yeah. Alright. 6098 and 133. They said yes. Bateman,
3: welcome to the New Orleans Saints.
1: So now you got you got Horn, you got Bateman, but you got to pick 105. So so now we'll, we'll, we'll fire it up. I, I don't think you can. Can, do... can we package 105 and a twenty
3: twenty two three? Because we got a bunch of them.
1: <laughs> uh, we do. If We can get back in the top hundred. All right. So let's uh, let's do let's do that. So, so here is the thing. Like, we'll let it go. So it's it, it's it's uh, it's through ra- it's through round three. So who? Who would who would be a guy that we would want? And, by the way, pipe up in the chat room and throw a name out, and I'll, I'll tell you if he's available. But who's the guy in round three that you would want uh, to well, get? Well,
3: be I'm, a, thrilled, I'm thrilled we got a corner. I'm yeah. thrilled we got a receiver. To me, I would love to get some defensive line help, but I just think this draft sucks. In that area, so like to me, it's it's like if you can try to get yourself a linebacker. Um, so mm-hmm. I guess I would ask, like, is is Davis of Kentucky? Is he still out there? Um, you know, is is uh, Bolton of Missouri? Is he still out no, there? Bolton, Jabril he, Cox.
1: Jabril, Jabril Cox is still there. We can play the Go Tigers. I like that. Um, so. So let me let me uh I'm gonna run it. I'm gonna let it run until pick um seventy five and we'll see we'll see uh we'll see what we'll see what's what when they get there. So so really we're gonna target um we're gonna target a linebacker. So um I'll tell you what, seventy five, Davis is still there at seventy five jamin davis from uk and and he scares me because he's a he's a he's a guy that's kind of a one-year player but i'm gonna tell you if you got if if you got horn you got bateman and you got davis i might do the live stream circus.
3: yeah and Dave, davis just so you know he has like demario davis type combine like he's six four first of all you know the saints like their linebackers big but like he ran a four four at his pro day. I, I saw like he had some kind of like record for highest vertical ever by a linebacker. Mm-hmm. I mean, his testing was off the freaking charts. And and this this mock is bullshit. I just want to say because like some people have Davis going in the first round because of how well he tested. Yeah. Um, but you know he he's one where like it depends on who's grading him. He's kind of all over the place. Um, and like you said, he really just had that one good year. So, but yeah, at, at this stage, yeah, go get him, absolutely.
1: All right, so we'll try to give him. We'll we'll try to give him. We got we we gotta give him one thirty three. That's all we have left. So we got to give him one. We got to get to. to I let it go to eighty. So we got to go from one thirty three to eighty. So the draft chart says we get to give him, We give him our fourth. Give him our fourth and. A fourth next year that we think we'll get for Hendrickson. Yeah. Okay. And they said yes. So we got to 85, and we got Davis. So.
3: And we're out of picks, right? <laughs>
1: well, no, we got, we still got. Well, we we could still, we we could do, we could do 218, 229, and 255. Okay. I mean, but the the main, oh, no, we might even do that because we're going to wrap up in about 10 minutes. Well, so, but I mean that draft I, I want people to chime in uh on the on the on the on the chat like that draft to me i, I can tell you the draft nerds would hate it because you for the saints you would have, you had have burned you would have burned your 2022 20, second and a 2022 fourth and your That's tri- really not that bad. You know?
3: It's but- really not that bad. I mean this draft feels a lot like I, I, the reason I don't think this draft is very realistic is I just don't think that this draft strategy is very 2020 for the saints. It's very yeah. like, we're going to leave this draft with Ruiz Troutman and bond, and we're going to be happy with it. Now I will say this. If we leave this draft with Bateman, and JC Horn and, uh, and Davis, like that feels way better than the last year's draft. If those are the three guys, like I, I would be way more excited about these three. So, You know, as far as that's concerned, it would be great. But um, the flip side of that is I think we need more depth. We need more players. We need more bodies. And so that's why I don't know about this draft working out. But, like, would I give up what we gave up
1: to get the guys we got? Absolutely. I I mean, to me, I don't necessarily think the Saints would go this insane like we're we're doing. But. I'm going to be really, really surprised, Andrew, if on draft night next Thursday, if Horn or Newsom or Fairley, if one of those guys gets to pick 18 to 20, I'm going to be really surprised if the Saints can restrain themselves and not trade up. Because Sean Payton said at the golf tournament, cornerback is a must. And and I just look at the Saints; they're going to have those tiers of corners, right? And if one of the top tier guys is within their grasp, I just find that the Saints—they're history. I totally they're agree; not, they're not going to be able to resist. Like,
3: no, they're like, not. They're going to they It's going to be one of those situations where they're going to say, "Okay, JC Horn's gone." certain has gone, and then it's going to get to, like, 18 or 20, like you said, and Newsom's still going to be there. And the Saints are just going to look at it as we got to go
1: get them. Yeah, like if like if all the corners are – like if the, top, if the top four guys are boom, 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 and they're all gone by, like, 16, 17, I think the Saints will just pivot and be like, look, we really wanted a corner, but the top tier guys are gone. We'll focus on that maybe at 60 – let's see the best player available at 28 maybe it's maybe it's a linebacker we like maybe you know maybe it's an interior bar more, more whatever maybe it's another guy because they could because going up from 28 to 17 that that costs you both thirds like if you could do it but both it'd take both of your thirds and i think that may be too steep of a price to pay because of the roster needs they have but i just think you remember 2014 and that Deep, deep wide receiver draft. Yeah, the Saints were just like, we need a receiver, and they were just like, we're going. And, they, and I think they moved from like, uh, in twenty in twenty thirty twenty thirteen. I think they picked about the same spot here because in, in twenty in twenty fourteen. I mean, because in twenty thirteen, they went to the playoffs. They beat Philadelphia. They got to the divisional round. So they picked about this about this spot again maybe it was a little bit lower i think i think they picked 26 then so like they moved from 26 to 18 19 and it was a third round pick and i just feel, i just feel like they know they need a corner and the cuz because, because andrew what's the what do you think in your mind what's the drop between those four corners and number 5 like how big of a of a chasm is it sorry
3: say again what what picks it- Oh, oh! You mean cornerbacks—the fifth best corner? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like the what's the difference? Are, are we saying the-
3: Farley is the fourth best?
1: Whoever you like, whoever you like. If you like, if you think Newsom's number four, how big a gap is between four and five?
3: Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, well, I, I would say, I would say this. I mean, I, I think Newsom's maybe the second best corner in the draft. I mean, he, he certainly is he's certainly at least a third, you know, but Farley to me is probably your fourth. And then after that, I mean, I I think there's a pretty significant drop off, you know, and I I think that's where it starts to get really muddied and it depends on the evaluator. It depends on the team. It depends on what you're looking for. It depends on what you value. So it's kind of all over the place after that. But I mean, there's a number of guys, if you value size and you value length, then Asante Samuels, not your guy, you know? And Javon Holland's a guy that some people like a lot, but he opted out. And Aaron Robinson at UCF is – he's more of a slot guy, an oversized slot guy. And Kelvin Joseph of Kentucky, his evaluation's all over the place. So, like, some people think Eric Stokes is going to be a first-round pick, you know, and he's got nice speed, but – he, he was a little shaky in terms of his performance on the field. So, yeah, I, I would say that after I, – I feel like Farley's weird in that he's kind of like the number four corner, but I think he he's, uh, you know, got the, the medical question marks. I, I think Asante Samuel Jr. is clearly the fifth best. And I, mm-hmm. I think there's a question mark for the Saints because – I don't know if he fits their prototype. I think size might be too much of a ding for the Saints to take him.
1: Here's my question, and we wrap this up. And guys, if you want to chime in, and Matt says the cornerback class is a bit is a is a bit weird after the top four. It is. It's like Andrew said. It's just a grab bag. It, 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 and that's why I just Matt, you just make the case stronger for it, it, if you and Andrew are like, I think it's a grab bag. I think the Saints probably think that too. And it just pushes them, pushes it further to we got to get one of those four dudes. We got to get one of those four dudes. But here's here's a final thought, and I want if anybody in the chat room has this, Andrew. If I said you can have this draft that we just did, where you get New- you get Newsom, uh, or you get J.C. Horn, you get Bateman, and you get Davis, and you get those three guys, and that's an amazing draft. Or you can have a draft where. You still get three of the top 100 players, but you have to trade out a 28, but you get a 2022, 2022 first round pick. And I won't tell you the, I can't tell you the players because we're not going to do another hour on another mock draft. But if I told you you can have this dream draft that we all love, or you can have a 2022 first round pick, Which which, which scenario do you think is a better? way for the saints to build and be good now and in the future
3: does that just assume that we're making a pick at 28
1: no no that it assumes that you're trading out of 28 and you're getting a 2020 you're getting an extra 2022 first round somebody wants to come up for mac jones or whoever okay hell. and
3: and so and so are you still being you're still picking high in, in the second round and you yeah. keep 60 as well
1: yeah, like you, you would you would pick you would pick like let's say let's say it would be the Broncos would trade you would go from twenty eight to forty so you would have 40 yeah. and 60, and ninety eight and you would get in twenty twenty two first. I
3: I I think right now if you're the Saints, you have to take it. The reality of the cap, the reality of you being un the unknown of Jameis Winston. Um, the uncertainty of your both quarterbacks being in contract years, I, mm-hmm. I think you've got to take a long-term view this year more than ever. So I I, I would take the first-round pick next year. Yeah. Oh, man. Depend, <laughs> depends on the team, too, in the sense that, you know, it, it depends on the team in the sense that, if it's a team that I think is going to have a great pick next year
1: potentially, then it's
3: more attractive to me.
1: Yeah, like, like, uh, like if, like if Cara, like to me, like if Carolina wanted, like, say for whatever reason, like Carolina, they love another quarterback that's not great, and they're like, we got to get this quarterback because we don't know about next year's quarterback draft, and we like, we like Kyle Trask and they want to go, and you, and you can go 28-39, to 39, like, I would do that in a heartbeat. Because I think Carolina, there's a good potential that they're going to be bad again next year. So, like, and two first-round picks is fun. But, Andrew, as much as I have been saying that is my best-case scenario for the building of the future, if you could get me J.C. Horn, Bateman, and Davis, I think I'd just take that. Like, that – because my feeling is – two of those three That's dudes so are probably going to be good, right? Like one of them might be a bust or, or end up not disappoint you, but two of those dudes are going to be good. And I just feel like if you hit on Davis or JC Horn, say one of them's good and one of them flops and Bateman's really good at receiver, whoo, you can cook and you can win a fifth straight division title. Like I, cause I, I would love, that's why we did this, why we did this exercise. We wanted to come up with the dream draft. Um, so, this is, this has been incredibly, uh, fun. Uh, you know, but as I said before, you joined us, Andrew, the the NFL, this, just stretching out the draft and putting it at the end of April. I don't like it. They need to move it to like the beginning of the middle of April. Stretching it out to like further and further. It drives me nuts. Uh, Because we run out of we run out of things to talk about, but I I will say this: If the Saints do this draft and they end up with these three players, I will do the live stream shirtless. And uh, Matt is good at bookmarking and remembering all my wild promises. So, Matt, bookmark this. uh, Save it. If they end up drafting these three guys, I'll do the live stream shirtless when they make the third pick. So, guys, thanks for joining us. Support the show. If you don't support the show, consider doing it. Become a patron. We do this Saints podcast every freaking day we're the number one Saints podcast in Malta again why wouldn't you support us why wouldn't you want to listen to this great content every single day we appreciate everybody for joining us and we will see you tomorrow